you can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to listen, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell right next to it on YouTube and listen to us on uh, wonderful podcast apps out there. Whatever podcast yeah. app you might be listening to us on, be sure to hit that uh, subscribe button, little download button, whatever it is, leave us a rating and review. It always helps the show. Yes. I'm running on fumes right now. Me too. We should get some coffee before we stream today. Oh, God. We have to do that, too. Yeah. We just not do bad wrestling today? No, we should. I kept on thinking this is the last thing we were doing. Oh, but we get Sam Slippers today. No, we don't. He's not a never over, overweight champion anymore. The GOAT. is. I the have to new, find someone. The new. That's right. Now, goat. you have to do that. That's a lot of fun. We're on the twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson for our live gaming shows yeah. every Monday and Thursday. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. It is. Anyways, that's not what this is. This is our uh, real news here. This is our weekly wrestling dirt sheet. Dare I say, real. And it sounds like 205 Live, maybe WWE as a whole, is getting a real upgrade. Because according to PW Insider, it's like Triple H is taking the reins, baby. This is the game now. This is my show. At least 205 Live. This is what PW Insider has to say. As of last week's episode, kicking off the tournament for the vacant WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Vince McMahon has stepped aside and is no, no longer... So excited, can't even read. No longer personally putting 205 Live together. Hooray! I put the old man out to pasture. I Hooray. took him to the woodshed. They said, no more, Dad. Now this is the game's show. Yeah. The game show. The game show, yes. Yeah, 205 um, Live. Uh, they continue. PW Insider has confirmed that the series is now being overseen by Triple H, who has brought back many of the hallmarks of the Cruiserweight Classic, including the style and presentation of the cruisers inside the ring, while Vince McMahon had been personally working with the 205 Live stars to bring out the personalities, present them in a certain light, there has been more focus on the in-ring work and competition under Triple H's vision. Great. As we've seen in the last two weeks, matches, improvement. Uh, less backstage stuff. A few more iPhone promos, but that's fine as long as there's a good balance between various styles of promos. But it's the last two weeks, I think, bookended by two really, really good matches. This is, yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, this is... Originally, when they were doing 205 Live, I forget exactly... I'm sorry, the Cruiserweight Classic, and there was this talk about you know doing 205 Live... Um, I was a huge advocate for st- just sticking to the competition aspect of things. Um, there were some successes when it came to doing the doing the personality based stuff. Drew Gulak. We talked about that on the 205 Live NXT recap episode this week uh, that went up yesterday. I would say Mustafa Ali too. They've done a really good job of showcasing his personality. You know, I think Mustafa Ali has done a really yeah. good job yeah. because he seems to be taking the initiative, and he did that promo that I kept on talking about this oh, past yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, that was great. That I think could be a really really great blueprint for how to proceed with 205 Live. 
We both think that the presentation aspect of things still needs work. Still needs to work, but this is a great step in the in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. I also believe that it needed a, a good infusion of, of fresh talent, mm-hmm. not to speak ill of any of the talents already there, but they brought in Roderick Strong, which immediately makes a massive difference. I, I think that he's terrific. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the company right now, and he is exactly, I think, what 205 Live needs. Yeah. Um, so this is a, this is this is fascinating on a, uh, for a couple different reasons. You know, first and foremost, obviously, is is Vince McMahon stepping away, Triple H stepping up, and lo and behold, it's a lot better. Improving. It's better. It is better. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but Triple H, he really seems to have a grasp on what these shows should be. I mean, you look at NXT, which is essentially his thing. And my God, it's my favorite hour of TV every week on yeah. and wrestling. Yeah, <clears throat> you look at two hundred five live now, and they're getting these dead crowds who had to sit through subpar SmackDowns, and they're getting them to be chanting "This is awesome" mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You add a couple other names, Gargano, maybe maybe Leo Rush, and mm-hmm. you have some must-watch TV there. Yep. Um, and then they can really start focusing on if they want to do the touring show again, because then people are. You have to turn around the perception that 205 Live is a dumping ground. Yes. And I've nev- you and I have never believed that, but we've always believed that there was that perception out there. A well, lot of other people do believe because that. Because the company traditionally, since it started airing, treated it as an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's been the leftovers. Yeah, and it like, seems literally. like the company who's putting on the show doesn't really care about it, and why should the viewership... Mm-hmm. The potential audience for the show. I mean, we watch it because we really enjoy the talent. We enjoy the matches when they're allowed to do what they want. But yeah, absolutely, I agree. Triple H's mantra since he's been taking on more of a front office role and a talent relations role, more but better, has been well, <laughs> yeah, more but better, has been. Look at all the variety out there in the wrestling world. Let's give something for let's get give well, something for everybody. Let's embrace that. Yeah, the diversity there is out there in, in mm-hmm. the the art of professional wrestling. Yeah, and let's give people a wide that diversity. Let them enjoy what they enjoy. Exactly, and I do, and I do think that I mean, look, I understand that the the reality of their uh, you know they, they they are doing they got rid of pyro. They're in sort of a cost-cutting mode. Yeah. mode. I've wondered if they have not done anything with the United Kingdom uh, division show for that same reason. And it, it could very well be, and it could also be, look, you and I both know what 205 Live could be. This, this could be a really, like, you look at the talent there, and it can be, it could just be the place. I, I've said it before, it could be the PWG mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of, of the WWE. And, and I understand that, when you're on a limited budget, you want to do things with the most, uh, you know, budget yeah, the efficiency cost, that cost you can. Yeah, way you can do things, yeah. And so shooting it when they shoot it is an, uh, obviously a necessity. Yeah. I would love to think, though, that, you know, especially if Triple H is expanding his team, kind of, like they're bringing in Jeremy Borash, mm-hmm. um, they can allocate somebody to oversee production on, I mean, this might be a pipe dream, but on a 205 Live proper show like not just a leftover show yeah, yeah. from something else but like you can get some hot crowds put in a thousand seat theater or 500 seat I would theater. think that you can make money off that oh yeah I would think I mean I don't know the exact details of like for example Cedric Alexander's or even do the kind of thing where like in the UK division 
they have Pete Dunne. He can fight wherever he wants yeah. to fight, as long yeah. as it doesn't conflict with like a previously held yeah, WWE yeah, 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 schedule. Yeah, put, yeah have, have them under non-exclusive contracts. I mean, yeah, have the 205 Live division doing that. I mean, I don't really see... I mean, yeah, could you bring him to Raw for matches? I mean, you can still do that. Well, I still think even if you repackage the show, smaller venues um, and all that, you can still have crossover, have them show up on Raw, and have Raw and SmackDown people show up at a 205 Live show. Man, that would pop. That would pop the crowd. You know, it'd be really and, and yeah. it'd be a really vibrant atmosphere and a really exciting crowd. People might want to show up there to be involved. And here's the thing, also, yeah, it's like when Seth came back to NXT for yeah. that one thing. Um, what could be really fun? I've always said this is so. Imagine if John Cena came to PWG. Yeah, you're obsessed with that idea. People would go nuts. People would go absolutely nuts. I'm obsessed with that idea. I love the idea. But it could be the same if they built something with Pete with with 205 Live where there almost became kind of like the Full sale thing, mm-hmm. where there's almost a cult of, of that crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really into it. And then you bring somebody in, like a Roman Reigns, yeah. and how that crowd would treat him yeah. could be really, really yeah, fun. It's something really, really different. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of like ways that I think they could, they could package 205 Live in a way that could be profitable. But, you know, like you said, number one, they're cost-cutting right now, so who knows if they want to take that risk because there would be a risk. And on top of that, you'd be allocating resources to it, where right now they don't have to they do that. They really seem like they want to do that. Um, another thing PW Insider mentions, quote, the vision seen the last several weeks is very much in line with the original plans for 205 Live before Vince McMahon decided to get personally involved with the direction of the product and the nurturing of 205 Live talents, who may end up being the last generation of talents McMahon worked with on a specific one-on-one basis to group. Yeah, and I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to crap all over everything Vince does. I think Vince does a lot of great things. I mean, if he, if he was behind nurturing Drew Gulak, his work on 205 Live has been great. If you take a look at the entire Zoe train, and I get cringe just, think, just thinking about it, Tony Nese, his personality yeah. really developed yeah. in a way that we were both wildly entertained by. Yeah. Same, um, obviously, Drew Gulak, yeah. the standout guy. Davari found personality. A lot of these guys, I mean, granted, yeah, we'd love to see the performance, but you do need some aspect of a personality. You, you need, need to know who they are. You need some personalities to motivate the matches. Right, exactly. Because otherwise, you're just going to have random matches thrown together. Mm. Uh, the next little interesting bit here from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter this week is that uh, uh, Vince McMahon, even though he said at the XFL press conference that there would be no changes as far as his role in WWE goes with forming of the league, the feeling is that Triple H will gain a lot more control just based on the fact that he'll have to because it's only 24 hours this in a day. This like conjecture on Meltzer's part because I know Vince said he was very clear that and granted, who knows if this, is, this will be the case, mm-hmm. that uh, at the press conference, that this, I mean, he made it sound like I'm literally just putting the money into this. Yeah. I'm investing in this venture, which I also want to own. But in terms of day-to-day operations, I'm hiring people to do all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he'll probably oversee the XFL to a certain extent, but I don't know. And granted, this is Vince. He's a control freak. It's very entirely possible that he can be overseeing <coughs> it on a very uh, minute level. Yeah. Or he could do as he says. I'm going to hire... People who know what they're doing know how to run a football organization yeah. and have them run it. I'm inclined to believe it's probably the former because he is such a control freak. Yeah, I kind of, I, I'm kind of, I kind of believe that. I kind of, but look, dude, the XFL is a massive undertaking. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, you can toss your money, but the bottom line is this is his money that he's putting into it. I mean, I'm sure he might get some investors or whatever, but this is his legacy project basically, and. 
it, it has his name all over it. He probably won't be out in front of cameras. I believe that. He doesn't seem like he's not hardly ever on Raw or SmackDown. He's got two years to put this thing together. He's going to have to be delegating, o- delegating stuff. And then on top of that, like you say, he is a notorious control freak. Yeah. So this is going to be, hey, yeah, what's this over here? Oh, these are the graphics that are going to run on there. Hold on a second. That's the wrong. I can. That's the wrong red. I can totally see that being the case. That blue needs to be darker. That blue needs to be all the blue plus dark. I know. <laughs> that red is not color safe. Exactly. Make Bring it even saturation. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would find it really difficult to believe that Vince is going to hire a bunch of people that he feels can do the right job, and then he'll just go back to you but know. At the same time, maybe he. Maybe, you know, he's getting up there in years. Maybe he learned the lessons the last time he tried to run the XFL where he was literally just exhausting himself based on the documentary. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. I know, also, I know he's a notorious, like, work addict. He probably sleeps three to four hours a night. But at the same time, as you start getting older, you can't, you can't put forth that much energy anymore. He tries, but in that press conference for the XFL, he looked exhausted. He looked absolutely exhausted. He looked exhausted. like he'd rather be anywhere else. I know. If you're investing $100 million of your own money into this endeavor... You would think it'd be something you'd be excited about. Well, it's also, I mean, dude, you got to think, okay, you always, you give me some flack because I'm always tinkering with stuff. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes you feel it's unnecessary. To me, I absolutely believe that sometimes it is unnecessary. I have a really hard time just letting things be. I really do. And especially if there's a new bright, shiny project. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, man, I really want to be doing this right now. And that could be the XFL events. He, I would think that he has to understand. I mean, if if people look at 205 Live, if, if he looks out at the crowd, he says, I'm not in this anymore. But then he notices that people are chanting, this is awesome, where they weren't before they were falling asleep before. Don't you think he would say, you know, NXT just got its best five-star match and or got just got the first five-star match since Punk Cena. Maybe Triple H knows what he's doing. It'd be interesting if it took that long for him to make come to that realization. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe he hasn't wanted to see the writing on the wall. Maybe he's in enough stuff that he'd be satisfied leaving. He's not freaking gorilla position, man. Are you kidding me? Like we did, he saw like Kevin Owens documentary. Are we good? No. Why are you even there? I know. You have other people who can be doing that stuff. Did you see that? Um, it was just on Twitter. I don't know. What, I don't know how long it's been around, but I saw it on somebody's Twitter feed. There was like a, a little leaked uh, video from I think like an episode of SmackDown ages ago of Michael Cole like talking into his headset during a commercial or something, saying, "Are you sure you want me to say that again? Because I've said it a shitload of times already." And then there's a pause, and he says, "Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir." And it seemed like he was, he, he, McMahon was probably at yelling at him. Wow. Like he just cursed at him. Um, wow. He doesn't need to be there, you know? Go to the XFL. I I find it hard to believe. I mean, you're right. It is the kind of thing where, well, there's, oh, sorry. It, it seems like the kind of thing where it can be either way. But regardless, he's a control freak. And he's got he's got something that I think he can trust in Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah, and also I think, you know, we've been hearing... For a while, the talk of, of you know, when they, they're asked the question, well, would you ever sell WWE? 
and it sounds like they're kind of entertaining it. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or we want to listen. Yeah. And you have this Triple H assuming control of 205 Live, of course, or he has control of NXT. Vince kind of diverting at least a portion of his focus over the XFL. And granted, he said he's not going to be, you know, hands-on. Mm-hmm. Who knows that's true. But you can see little clues maybe here and there that he's also that he is, is not traveling quite as much. Yeah. Little bits where he's maybe taking gradual, tiny little steps back. Yeah, right, right, being right. So involved with yeah. everything. Yeah. Um. Uh, so maybe this is just going to be baby steps with him. He has to take a couple little steps back, make sure everything's okay. A couple more steps back, make sure everything's okay. Especially if he is such a control freak. Yeah. He wants to know that whatever he's doing is going to be in the best hands. So there's a uh, something else that Melzer mentioned here in the Observer. Talks about Triple H uh, assembling quote assembling his team in XT, which is where the Borash thing from last week is a lot bigger than just a hire of a guy, and there are other people who have been talked to of late with the idea of being his team and coming up to fill the key positions when he's in charge, whether that's next year or the year after. Um, he talks about running NXT being a different beast entirely than running mm-hmm. WWE, um, but says you know the, the way NXT is put together in terms of booking and long-term plans um, could be a good thing well, for the main roster. You know, who, I think it would be. Who is out there having dinner with Ronda Rousey cutting deals? Triple H. Triple H, you know. Well, he has, that's like one of his, that's literally his title. Talent relations. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you don't want to get your hopes up too much. Yeah. Because it's Vince. Yeah. And, like, I've always felt that there would be one. I think I said this in our predictions. I think, you know what, I said that, I think I said this in, in our predictions, not this not in this past January, but, like, before, where I said Vince McMahon would have one more grasp at power yeah. before he relents. Yeah. We might have just seen that. Maybe. And now he's maybe on the relenting Could side be. of things. Who knows? I really hope so. For no other reason than my prediction will be come true. A couple um, years too late. Well, no. We were just getting around to it now. Finding out about it. Well, I think you were trying to say that year it would happen. So unless we can... I said it was going to happen in 2017. Well, we don't know for sure if that's actually the case. No, you said it would happen in... Oh, yeah, sorry, 2017. We don't know if that actually happened, though. We do, because he was doing 205 Live, and now yeah, he's not. That was one last huge, power grab. I don't think he necessarily called yes. it a power grab. That's just him, as you like to say, finding the new sh- bright, shiny new thing and well, like look, to play with it. We'll see how the booking goes for the rest of the day. They really need to turn around SmackDown. Triple H just needs to say, hey, look, uh, you guys just take care of Raw for now. I'm going to go to SmackDown and clean up some business. Because, man, this is not good. What's yeah. this business about now? We, we haven't really talked about this, but... The, they're tossing in the winner of Ziggler versus oh, Baron Corbin heck? into the main event at Fastlane. They had no sense. Nothing to do with the storyline. Nothing. Leading in the Fastlane, and they're just matches being thrown together. We haven't even gotten Dolph Ziggler coming back and cutting a promo saying... No, but he said on Twitter, oh, I see you responded to my agent's phone calls finally. Something about meeting my demands for Mania. See you Tuesday. Is he going to have a promo before he comes out? On SmackDown? See, if they're going to pull this kind of thing, they don't have them come out for the Rumble. I know, man. I know. It's awful. It's it's really bad. It's a mess. That's why we need Triple H. No long-term vision. What if we find out Triple H's been booking SmackDown, like, the whole time? Like, this is his vision well, for SmackDown. Well, he proves that he doesn't always know what he's doing. terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways. Moving on to our next story. CM Punk. His big return. Maybe. To Chicago and UFC. Yeah, I guess the UFC 225 is taking place in Chicago. And uh, from MMAfighting.com, this way to say, um, the quote, the UFC is currently discussing booking a CM Punk versus Mike Jackson fight for UFC 225. <laughs> 
All right. How about yeah. that Quincy Quincy Jones interview? Yeah, I read that. That was good. Did you hear what uh, about Richard Pryor's wife? Yeah. She said, "Yeah, that's probably right." Yeah. Ah, that's great. That is great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, according to, this is from them again. Uh, quote: According to multiple sources, discussions are in the early stages with no final decision made just yet. Um, Jackson um, lost the gall via first round submission in February 2016 in a fight for the right to fight Punk. So when you first said Mike Jackson, I was like, that name sounds familiar. And then he said, yeah, he lost to Mickey Gall. And I was like, that's right. And what's funny is that I remember when uh, that fight was going to happen, somebody asked Dana White. Because Dana White seemed pretty sure that Mickey Gall was the guy. And somebody said, well, if Mike Jackson pulls this off, is he going to fight Punk? And Dana White said, no, that's not going to happen. And I don't know what the reasoning was exactly. But I remember distinctly him Hmm. saying, no, it doesn't work that way. Like, Gall was already the guy. So, I mean, this right here saying that it was... It was like a, a, a fight in fight. It was a fight in fight. I don't think that was... I remember very distinctly him saying that. Um, anyways, according to uh, MMAfighting.com, apparently uh, Mike Jackson has been uh, provoking CM Punk on social media mm-hmm. um, in the hopes of, of being his next opponent. Yeah. In the octagon. So, I don't know, man. I mean, Mike Jackson lost in 45 seconds to yeah, Mickey Gall. Yeah, CM Punk lost in two minutes and 14 seconds to And Mickey that's Gall. still, Mike Jackson hasn't fought since then? Not in the UFC. I mean, he's had to have taken on other, like, so. local fights. I would think so, yeah. Since then. Um, my understanding that he has not fought in the US, UFC since that, that Mickey Gall fight. Yeah. I'm trying to see, uh, let's see here. Go ahead and, and, and keep talking about something else. Hold on, I'm looking up. I'm looking up his, his record. Uh, yeah, and there's I can tell he's just had that one professional fight. Mm. The, US, the one UFC fight. So, is this going to improve CM Punk's odds of winning? Um. Okay. The odds, yes. It'll improve his odds. So, I'd, like, his odds were, what's, like, really long odds against Mickey Gall? They're, like, slightly less long against Mike Jackson, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Mickey Gall was better than Mike Jackson, so that makes Mike Jackson, you know, a better opponent for CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk will get destroyed. Okay. Let me ask you something. Now that you've seen CM Punk in action in the UFC. Uh-huh. How does your what's your take now on him versus Mike Jackson versus what your take was against Mickey Gall? I have not seen Mike Jackson fight, so I don't know. Understanding the knowledge though that he lost in forty five seconds to Mickey Gall. I would like to think that maybe Punk would last longer than two minutes against Mike Jackson. Oh, I'll you know, I'll give him that. I think he lost a round. Uh no, because at some point you have to engage. Yeah. But was it was it as long as two minutes of felt because he two was and fourteen seconds because he was able to scramble a bit on the ground yeah yeah he didn't he didn't and not immediately get tapped out yeah I think he's gonna dance around a little bit you don't think he's gonna come out no full head of steam like I would think if there's anything that he's learned it's that you can't just come out and just swing wildly at whatever at a train fighter yeah right exactly um, so I'm gonna say it's not gonna last a round Mike Jackson will win in the first round. Probably by tap out, probably by submission. I'm going to say CM Punk's going to last a whole round. Mm. Again, this weird, misplaced optimism. 
I was in my place. I'm hopeful. I want I want the guy to do well. Hey, I tell you what, if that first bell if that first round bell rings, CM Punk should celebrate like he's Lex oh, Luger. Heck yes. Everybody should come out and hoist him up on his shoulders. Yep. I lasted around in the UFC. Yeah. Even if it's running away from a dude. Yeah. Because he's gonna as soon as there's as soon as it engages. Yeah. That's when it happens. Yeah. That's when he's gonna lose. He's been training another two years. I mean, he learned some some some. Actually, had to uh, like get out of a. Uh, you know, situations like that. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think so. He trained for two years in the first place. I know, that's not very long for an MMA fighter. People train their whole lives to do this stuff. Maybe he's had four years to train. Yeah. To, yeah. What if what if he somehow wins? You said that last time. There's 2% botch, man. 2% fluke. Oh, there's a 2% botch. There's always a 2% botch. But what if he pulls that off? What if he wins? He's not going to win. But what if he does? There's a 2% chance he does. I really just want the results of Mickey Gall versus Mick Jack- Mike Jackson. Um, Do you think he'll try to fight again if he wins a fight? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man. What yeah, if he absolutely. loses? Are you going back to wrestling then? <laughs> please? Please? Can like, show please? Put, show put all in. Show put the all-in show. I know. I would love that. I would love I mean, that. Wrestle. Just show up. Just in some capacity. It's not good. I don't. I just. I think the, the idea of it's so dumb. It's oh, here we go. It's so absolutely silly. Let's see if Dana White. What CM Punk wants to fight? Uh, goals and so on to fight. No man. You know there was a bunch of media before it, and I swear Dana White said. All right. I'm sure if it's going to happen, you got it right or wrong. Someone will point it out in the comments. There you go. Somebody correct me. There you go. Um, but uh, I do think it's funny that they just they like what ideas do we have? I don't know. The guy that the guy that couldn't get past the guy that beat CM Punk. I guess him. He still is zero and one in UFC. Yeah. After two long years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd come back to pro wrestling. I don't know. I don't even know if I'd want to see him now. The company's moved on. Yeah, I know. That's why I say the show up at the all-in show. Don't even have to wrestle. Just show up. Cut yeah. a promo or something. Ugh, God. Pipe bomb. Nobody wants Just You know what? Go write comic books. Yeah. Be new. That's what I Show up say. on uh, The Talking Dead. <laughs> yeah, That's still exactly. on. After Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, of course. I know he's been on there a couple times. That stuff is super, like, yeah, that stuff is very profitable. Yeah. We they, have, they have an after track. Oh, really? For Discovery. Mm. Oddly, I haven't watched it. That is weird. That is weird, right? Yeah. Why have you been invited to join the panel? <laughs> I, I I, never even thought about that. We have an audience. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could speak on that shit. All right. Make it happen. Better than anybody. Oh, man. Why is this next story not non-news? If I knew this, I would have put it in Because Jeff Jarrett was involved. Um, so Sports Illustrated was talking about in their uh, week in wrestling that Matt Hardy now owns everything Broken Universe, all the IP. It's all yeah, man, good for US him. Done deal. Um, saying that uh, the, all the trademarks were transferred to Hardy um, at the end of January, um, but they also mentioned that uh, Jeff Jarrett played a pretty large role in the whole legal battle. What the heck? Um, at first, saying to uh, Ed Nordholm that. Uh, Quote, Jarrett doubted that the broken character could ever draw money. Something, that's funny for him to say. Yeah, I know. Which ultimately oh led to Hardy's gosh. exit from Impact to return to WWE. Jeff Jarrett, man yeah. who never drew a dime. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah. And then they added, quote, Jeff Jarrett and his advice to Nordholm served as the culprit that caused the entire dispute. He's just a menace. He's a menace. He makes everything worse. Here's the thing, though. 
If Jeff Jarrett thought the broken gimmick wouldn't draw a dime, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I don't get that. He's not going to draw a dime with it, so protect it with everything you have. I don't understand that. Ruin your reputation over this. I know. Like, release, you know, private conversations with people yeah. at WWE. Exactly. To support our case. Hey, this thing is worthless. You should completely ruin you your business fight reputation. You nail for it. Exactly. You should, like, what is that? sabotage the entire future of our company yeah. for something that we don't think it would something ever draw that, yeah. a dime. Exactly. exactly. For the one thing that actually popped our ratings. I know. It's never going to draw. Do you not know how to read numbers? <laughs> like, they're pretty easy. Meltzer reports on ratings every single week. You can see which ones yeah, go up and which ones go that, down. You have to uh, be subscribed to the newsletter. You can go to Impact's YouTube channel. You see the one, the videos with the most numbers on these? Yeah. Those are the ones people watch. Those are the ones people enjoy. Oh, my gosh. He's a menace. What is he doing, man? I don't know. Like, maybe, I don't know. Was he just, like, drunk and trolling him or something? I don't know. Again, I have no clue. What a mess. I mean, that dude thought it was cool to be throwing freaking tortillas at the crowd at AAA. He came to the ring. Hey, look, man, either he was in character inebriated or, or, or shoot inebriated. Yeah. I don't know which one. Um, let's talk about this because uh, this seems ridiculous to me, and I think you agree, Steve. So in this week's newsletter. So hold on, preface what? this. I love Dave Meltzer. He's a great historian. He's a great historian, and I'm sure he has his connections. He has his contacts. He gets his news. I just feel like some. Well, he knows the young bucks. Yeah. Some like some of his analysis, some of his spe- some people. Here's the thing: he speculates, and people take that as news sometimes. Yeah, I know, I know. And that's not necessarily his fault. Yeah. But then sometimes, like I'm sure he gets information. Maybe the analysis of it just comes off as a little off. And this is one of those cases, I think. This is what the newsletter had to say today. Um, talking about uh, uh, Ronda Rousey signing. Quote: The key to Rousey is more about Stephanie McMahon, which is why they want that super high-profile match. Stephanie McMahon is a big star in wrestling, but she is not a mainstream star at all. It was explained to me that the key in all this goes back to what made Vince McMahon a big star, which was the program with Steve Austin. So if I'm getting what he's saying here is that they signed Ronda Rousey to fill the Austin role to build up Stephanie McMahon as Vince, essentially. So if the point is Vince is on his way out... We need a new high-profile crossover face of the company, a la Vince McMahon, because everybody knows who Vince McMahon is. So we need to generate that. Let's. They have Triple H right there. <laughs> Triple H is right there. Well, I'm 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 simply trying to figure this out. Well, here, like like, but, but the way he frames it, he talks about like the financial stuff, and, and the way he frames it in the newsletter makes it sound like. All that is secondary to this reason. Right, exactly. Which yeah. has to be absolute BS. Yeah, yeah. It has to be, oh, Ronda Rousey's going to pop ratings and give us a better TV deal. Oh, here's another maybe potential upside. Right. We could help build up Stephanie as, as like an heir apparent on TV yeah. to Mr. McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice little, yeah. that's gravy. But that's, it's not the, the, that's not the main thing you signed Ronda Rousey for. Yeah. You signed Ronda Rousey to pop ratings to bring in mainstream viewers. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, no. But to say that the primary reason for it is to to get Stephanie McMahon over is madness. It's as if they're sitting around a table. We really need to get Stephanie McMahon over. We really need to make her another Vince. We really need to do that. How can we do that? What about if we sign a huge MMA star like Ronda Rousey? 
to get Stephanie over as a big villain character. You know what this means, too, though? A bunch of episodes are opening with a 20-minute promo for mm-hmm. Stephanie. Yeah, I know. I know. If it's, I mean, but... Yeah. If it's true. If, there's if it's true. true. And again, I, I feel like this is... Spe- Sometimes he speculates based on... Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything in there that indicates that that's actually based on on insider info? Well, he just says... Um, Say it, Stephanie. It was explained to me. It was explained to me. And the paragraph that precedes what I just read was, quote, as far as uh, Rousey goes, the key item not really talked about is the goals and a major reason why she is there from a company standpoint. All the different questions about her value to the company financially, I'm told, are secondary. That's bullshit. Yeah, that has to be. That's bullshit. Let's break the bank just to make Stephanie a star. But then there's all this, all this part right here. Triple H said during a recent conference, recent conference call via PW Insider that WWE is finalizing Rousey's contract, but that, quote, it's a multi-year deal, and they are going to be her priority, and they have first look on everything. She wants to be in the DNA of the company and wants to make this their life now, her life, uh, yeah. Ronda Rousey's life. Yeah. So I don't know. I would be really surprised. If like they decided to bring her in because they felt Stephanie needed to be, yeah, that seems that seems ludicrous. It sounds completely bizarre. Yeah, I mean, welcome side effect if it happens. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but the primary reason? No way, not a chance. No. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 out of the realm of logic. Yeah. So, um, but no, that that is kind of it. I do like this this aspect though. It's a, I mean, this is kind of what we hope. It's a multi-year deal, and, and the WWE is going to be her priority. They have first look. She wants to be in the DNA of the company, so she wants to be a WWE superstar. That could mean more than the Brock Lesnar schedule. Yeah. You know, that's cool. You know, I, I mean, what Brock probably works, what, 50 dates a year? Mm-hmm. If that. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Like, like 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see her working 75 to 100. Yeah, you'd think so. At least. I mean, it, it's going to be kind of interesting how, because at, at a certain point, at a certain point, I mean, okay, here's the thing. So John Cena, huge crossover star guy, right? How many dates a year does he work? Oh, right now? Yeah. 100? No, think of that. Right. And he is considered kind of on another level because he's just like, anybody who's working like a full-time schedule, like all TVs, Right. They come off as part of the roster. How about this? Randy Orton doesn't work the full-time, full-time schedule. But he's on most TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. SmackDown. I think he gets uh, weekends off for mm-hmm. the most part. So he's probably working, what, 150 days a year? Yeah. As opposed to 250? How are they going to keep... Something like that? How are they going to keep her... And if she's... Sorry, I mean, you're She's still pretty green in terms of wrestling yeah. aspect. Being out there and doing live events is a great way to... Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. To harness her craft. Yeah, for sure. Tell a storytelling in the ring. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's a part of everything. Yeah. Um, but I doubt she's going to be working full-time, full-time. And we said this back when... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to handle this. Like, at a, at a certain time, when you're full-time, when you're in the DNA of the company and you're up there with the roster, the luster starts... I mean, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about last week. If you're going to be that much in the company, the luster is going to the luster is going to wear off if you're not showing us something else. Yeah, you know. I you mean, perform, at the end of the day, she has to perform. Sorry, I said. And it day. could be. And, no, I love that phrase. And it could be that hey, you know, Triple H. We've said he's got it where where it counts in NXT and 205 Live. If he's the one who's saying, hey, I know how to handle this. 
Oh, and also, yeah, I'm assuming she's been at the performance center several times. He's probably seen her work out. Yeah, yeah. Her train. I know she's. I've read that she trained with Charlotte and Becky Lynch and several mm-hmm. other uh, main roster wrestlers. Right. So maybe he's seen what she can do already at this early stage, and mm-hmm. is, is is hopeful that it's just you know this is, she's already this far along this soon. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the bottom line is here's the thing: in the UFC, if they make the arm the 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 arm bar. What is that called? Well, they cross arm breaker. Cross arm breaker, yeah. If they make that her finish, in the UFC, she would apply that to people when they didn't want her to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was in a matter of seconds. In a matter of seconds. And so all she has to do in the WWE is do that, mm-hmm. and then not like actually break their arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll probably look legit. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but yeah, they're they're gonna have to figure out stuff with like her promos. Who they're you know if they're gonna put her with Heyman, which I've heard. Um, it's gonna be interesting. If the luster on her stays bright, if her star shines, they seem to figure that. Because, I mean, you know, there's also going to be the element of once she's on the roster and you see her at every TV, I mean, is there going to be like the Roman Reigns effect where it's like, oh, my God, they're just pushing her at the, you know, uh, the rest of the women are taking a backseat because they're pushing the crap mm-hmm. out of her and we're mm-hmm. tired of her being shoved down our throats and she's not even that good of a wrestler. Yeah. She never talks. Yeah. They have Heyman doing all the time. So it's going to be an interesting... It is going to be interesting. In the end of the day, she has to deliver in the ring. Yeah. Because say something. what you will about Brock Lesnar. When he's motivated, he'll deliver. His match against AJ Styles was great. Yeah. His Survivor Series. His match against Mojo, save for the abrupt ending, was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, SummerSlam, great match. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he's motivated... He can even don't even bother looking at his first run at WWE. Like yeah. He's been back. Yeah. When he's motivated, he can still put on good matches. Yeah. And take into account what he did from 2002 2004, a lot of really good matches. Mm-hmm. There. You know, because he has he has the track record of putting forth yeah. again nowadays when motivated yeah. quality uh, matches in the ring. Well, and then um, you know, I, I look at right now. I look at Ron and Roman Reigns have been putting together good matches, so people yeah. still crap all over him. Yeah, I look at Ronda Rousey's friend Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. and I'm, I love her. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. And if they can tap into that creatively somehow, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be interesting. You know, yeah. it'll be something else. I just I don't want to see the rest of the division buried yeah, no, under agree. Ronda. And nobody wants to see that, no, 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 you no. know? So, yeah. But, no, I agree with you. That's a, I, I read that, and I was like, that sounds like a crock. Yeah, that sounds like someone feeding Dave potentially some misinformation. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's that's such a weird, I would never have thought of that as even a, as if, even, if, he, if he said make a list of the ten reasons why they're going to sign Ronda, that would not be on there. It I know, I know, I know. I know. The realm of possibility. I know, Exactly. I don't get it, man. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyways. We're going to have her, uh, like, licensing. Are they going to make action figures and shit with some Ronda Rousey? That's cool. They probably will. They have those shirts up right oh, away. Oh, for sure, yeah. No, I think they're going to. I'm just saying that'd be kind of yeah, cool. that'd be cool. You know. One last story. Uh, following up on the whole uh, Booker T, Corey Graves beat. Uh-oh. Earlier in the week. Hey-oh. Um, Sports, Illustrated had, Sports Illustrated had this to say, quote, sources close to be confirmed that Booker did this to give a little extra heat to Corey, who plays a heel on television on his way out. As well as give some extra attention to Booker's show. Now that he is off for all, this seems to be confirmed by uh, Meltzer, who said, based on comments from those in the company, there probably is some underlying truth in the sense that Booker felt that Graves is making him look bad on Raw, but they may also be reading too much into what is clearly an angle. Yeah, they might be reading too much in the 70 Man thing. Whoever yeah. he's talking to, he, I know. Needs to, he needs to write a stern email with that person. I know. So I he, feel like you're bullshitting a lot. I know. One person internally noted to us that they are expected to continue doing this. 
but they can't see how it can pay off since Graves will not be allowed to do a match due to concussion issues. Yeah. I mean, we kind of figured it was because work. I think it's funny. That's what, kind of what I think, yeah. I mean, how many – we've heard that over and over. Like, how many times they're keeping on we're doing that Molina thing because it's funny to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're, just, I don't know. they're just ribbing each other. That's cool. I like that as I like that as an aspect of the the Sports Illustrated bit to it. I'll give a, a little Corey extra Graves heat to TV. Graves, yeah. who's the heel on TV. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Um, again, who knows? Yeah, they do. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Figured it was a work. Oh yeah, especially when Booker T brought WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was kind of the huge. Well, so what do you think? What was it? WrestleMania, or saying that if he saw him on the street, he would attack him. Well, I mean, when I first read that, I was like, that doesn't seem like someone who's, like, Booker T's running for mayor. Right, exactly. You know, typically, uh, political candidates don't say that kind of stuff. Typically. 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 We're in strange times. Right um, but then when he, the words, the the word WrestleMania yeah. was entered into the conversation, I was like, okay, yeah. this is all a work. Yeah. Booker T's pointing at the sign. Yeah. Anyways. Good stuff. So we have the news today. What's that? So that's what we have for the news today. That's all we got today. That's all we got. Anyways, that's it for now. Put some out music on Hilton. Hilton, I miss Hilton already. He's over there at the All-Star Game. He's doing great things. Very proud of him. And I'm very proud of myself for having mentored him to this point where he's doing the NBA All-Star Game. If you go to the NBA All-Star Game and you're joining the in-arena festivities, they are directed by our former intern, struggling Brian Hilton. I'm going to play the music one last time in honor of him. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.